scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pits, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust up, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Monday night that meltdown begins. And now, as the Chicago Bears meltdown is now complete, a 1913 Minnesota Vikings uh, victory. Skull! Skull! Uh, gets it done uh, this evening. And I have a lot of questions about this uh, football game. Like, number one, why does Ryan Pace have a job as a general manager in the National Football League? Number two, how is Nick Foles the starting quarterback in the National Football League? Number three, how the hell did Nick Foles and Carson Wentz ever combine to win a Super Bowl? These two dudes couldn't win a New Mexico Bowl, a Liberty Bowl uh, right now. Um, I could go on. How the hell does Bill Lazor, Lazar, whatever the hell this loser's name is, still have a job in the National Football League? Like, has Bill Lazor ever been good? Has this guy ever been good anywhere? Like, really, what, was was uh, was Jim Tom Sula unavailable? Can the Chicago Bears have a worse staff? Can they have a worse roster? Why are they on TV all the time? And why did I bet on them? I have a lot of questions. A lot of questions. 1913, uh, final score. Kirk Cousins finally wins on uh, Monday Night Football. Uh, all he had to do is uh, play against the Chicago Bears. Tyler Bray came into the football game uh, late after Nick Foles uh, got murdered uh, late in the football game. And I don't know how much money Tyler Bray makes, uh, but it's too much. Like, whatever it is, like, Tyler Bray's probably making, like, you know, 500K a year or something like that. I know he just got brought in. So I guess what? He's making like 96K or something like that. I think he made $100,000 tonight. You give me $100,000 to go in an NFL game, throw three passes into the ground, point my fingers around, and do nothing. Speaking of doing nothing, ooh, James Harden. Dude, you imagine James Harden turning down $50 million a year? James Harden wants out of Houston. Bye, Felicia. Good luck with that, bro. And Houston... I tell you, Fertitta's running some operation over there. He wants to keep him. Oh, we're going to try to convince him. Yeah, because you guys win so much with the beard. Ooh, the beard. He wants to go to Brooklyn. Oh, that's going to work out well. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Monday Night Meltdown has begun. Rage, vent it, bring it. George Kurtz is going to step up, and a little bit later on, uh, we'll uh, break down the uh, pieces of crap that the National Hockey League came up with with their new jerseys. I don't know what's going on. Like, is today, like, you know, every day is, like, hashtag, like, pizza day, hashtag, like, panda day, hashtag, I don't know, man. You know, hashtag every hashtag dog day, hashtag this day. Is today hashtag let's like dumb idea day? Because I, I I'm I'm guilty. I had a dumb idea betting on the Chicago Bears. I'm a moron. That's six straight times I've lost betting bear games. 
I, I haven't bet them in a couple of weeks because they're, you know, they were only on TV tonight, so I have to get in on this stupid train wreck. A lot of bad ideas. Uh, uh, James Harden turns down $50 million a year extension from the Houston Rockets because, I don't know, he wants to be on a contender. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like a contender wants your sorry ass. A lot of stuff to get to. Uh, NCAA, earlier today, that was big news. NCAA tournament's going to take place in one city, if it takes place at all, because, you know, they don't want to lose out on another billion dollars this year. Uh, so let's bring in Paul Bovey uh, right now. I can almost guarantee you Paul's in a better mood than I am, did better on this football game uh, than I did. Nick Foles sucks, Paul. The guy sucks. He's stealing money. Like, really? Like, Nick Foles should be under arrest right now for stealing tens of millions of dollars. Uh, the, and Ryan Pace is a moron. Like, let, let me just say this quick, Paul, about Ryan Pace, the GM of the Bears. He trades up for Trubisky, who he doesn't play, um, who he's given up on already. He trades up, loses, like, top picks. Great move there. Uh, Matt Nagy's a horrible head coach, all right? Seriously, I could find a crackhead outside a liquor store in Chicago. I could find, like, seriously, I could find a crackhead outside a liquor store in Chicago and it would be more innovative. Like, high school offenses are more innovative than the Chicago Bears. They bring in Mark Helfrich from the Ducks uh, last year, two years ago. Mark Helfrich sucked in college, had zero NFL experience, but he was someone's buddy. So he got the job. Now Bill Lazar, Laser, whatever the hell that loser's name is, this guy's now calling the plays. This guy's now calling the plays. I'd rather have Gary Coleman calling the plays, and Gary Coleman's dead. How you doing, Paul? Uh, Gabe, I'm doing, uh, I actually felt bad for Gail Sayers tonight because he must have been rolling around in his grave watching this. And, and it, it was it was bad. I understand it was bad. But I will say hats off to uh, Tyler Bray and Ryan Nail Nall for making my night because I went over 12 and a half yards. And for whatever reason, he did not use Nall after one pass attempt Last week, four attempts, or, or should I say four targets, four completions, made no sense to me because based on the coverage the Vikings were playing, that would have been open. And finally they bring him in the last series and he gets me the 12 and a half. But it, it wasn't profitable for me. Uh, I ended up taking the uh, – Bears team total over 20, but then I bailed out in the second half because I went under 10. So that ended up working out and the props worked out. It wasn't a terrible night, but it was disappointing. And yeah, they are an exercise in offensive futility and have been for a while. Yeah, you know, you know what's frustrating too? No, I don't know if they, it would have been different. Number, a couple of things. They should have kicked a field goal when there was like four minutes left in the game and they were down six. You have to know we're not picking this first down up. So we have three timeouts. Let's kick the field goal, and we'll get in a field goal range after and try to tie the game. But no, they go for it, and they're nowhere near close. So third and five, they decide to throw the ball five yards behind the line of scrimmage because that made a lot of sense, right? Um, but let me ask you, too, at the end, as Bears backers got screwed a little bit because I think they could have kicked the field goal, was the shot to the head at the end. There's no shot to the head. Right. Like that drive should have been extended. And, you know, Nick Foles misses Miller, who's open, you know, late in the game, overthrows him. Greasy says, oh, he's got to come up with that ball. Come up with the ball. Maybe if Nick Foles didn't overthrow it by five yards, he would have come up with the damn ball. Uh, the Robinson play, big play down the field. 
Big, big play. Robinson's open. Would have been like a 23-yard game. Nick Foles put everything that he had into it. So in other words, Paul, it took three days to get there. Lobs it in there. Whatever, man. Robinson gets smoked in the back. Um, and then, oh, Robinson should catch that. Yeah, kid should catch that. Nick Foles is terrible. Like Nick Foles, like the guy, like he might be the worst quarterback in the NFL. I don't, I don't know how between him and Wentz they won a Super Bowl. I really don't know, Paul. I don't know. Oh, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. So what? Don't care he's a nice guy. You know, there's a nice guy that works at the 7-Eleven across the street from me, too. You know what? He's not the goalie for the Vancouver Whitecaps. Oh, he's a nice guy. <laughs> hey, Gabe, I agree on the play call uh, right before what could have been a field goal attempt. Disagree. Have to say they should have went for it only because it would have been a 52-yard field goal, and you can't make the assumption he's going to make that. Uh, he hasn't been great this year uh, kicking field goals. So I, I, I know, think I know. Like, it, was, it was the play call that I would find fault with because they ended up losing yardage, which basically uh, would have eliminated the chance that they could have kicked the field goal with any degree of certainty. So, uh, yeah, I would agree with you all around, and I would agree with you on Greasy's comment because – it was a catchable ball, but it would have been an outstanding catch, and you can't you can't expect a receiver to make that kind of a grab. So it, it could have been a better pass. And Nick Foles was out of the league at, at some point after this outstanding start, 28 touchdown passes, three interceptions, and then within two years he's out of the league. Career got re- resurrected, uh, and he's bounced around the league. Last year, what did he play? One game in Jacksonville or something? And, you know, he was uh, tossed out like yesterday's trash. But anyway, it's uh, one of those games that uh, just didn't work out. And it's unfortunate because the Vikings were not that good. But they it was just too. that the Bears were that bad. How bad is a football team when you take a knee with 51 seconds left? Like, you know what? There should be a rule. Like, they, no more Vikings or Bears ever allowed on TV. The Bears are on TV again in two weeks. Nobody wants to watch the Chicago Bears play football. All right? People in Chicago hate them now. Like, why do they do this to us? Like, seriously. And the Minnesota Vikings, too. Zimmer. Yeah, it's serious. I ever seen a team take a knee with 51 seconds in 2020 in a modern NFL where it's two completions and you're in field goal range? I don't know. Maybe it'd be a pass hitter first. Like, you're paying, like, that's how little confidence they have in Kirk Cousins. That, oh, 51 seconds in a one-point game, we take a knee. It was a train wreck. I should have watched, like, you know, Anderson Cooper instead. And I would have saved myself, you know, some money uh, this evening. What a disgusting display of football. And I'm sick of it. Only the NFL puts, like, crappy teams on TV all the time. It's like a good idea. Let's play. How about this? What's the most stupid game? Uh, How about the Jets and Patriots? Like, did anyone think the Jets and Patriots are going to be good in week 10? No. Or week 9? No. Does anyone think the Bears are going to be good at this time of the year? No. Like, I swear to God, I don't know why Goodell hates ESPN as much as he does, man. But he screws over. Remember, Paul, you and I are old enough to remember when Monday Night Football used to mean something. Now Monday Night Football is as good as, like, the Tuesday Night Mac games. Yeah, look, I agree with you. The schedule, uh, who's ever picking these games... I definitely agree with you, Gabe. Whoever's picking these games deserves to get punched in the face. Let's just call it out for what it is. 
or they should have a, a flex rule on these Monday night games so they should able to be able to pivot a little bit when they need to because, yeah, Jets-Patriots was absurd. But anyway, there's, there's betting opportunities, which is good for you and I, and uh, hopefully there, won't be, uh, there will be more uh, as the season goes on. Won't be too many more bad games. Yeah, yeah, the Bears are on TV again in two weeks, right? So um, I want to get Paul's thoughts. So the New York Giants, the team to beat the NFC East uh, right now. And more. This is Sports Rave. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners. And I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute. $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? We- Late Night Anger Management Class continues. I am Gable Morenci, vent your rage. Paul Bovey kicking it with us. Covers experts uh, in the house. Covers.com, uh, long-time, uh, long-running uh, sports uh, gaming website, strong website uh, we visited on a daily basis. And, of course, uh, in the old days, when you're when you're around long like like we've been, uh, Paul, and you, um, you know, you've worked with everybody. We used to do a show with covers called Game On. Very popular show. Very similar to Game Time Decision, what we do now, but it used to be called Game On uh, many, many years ago on the Score Television Network. Now the Score is an app and a web and a sports uh, site, a uh, sports betting uh, site. <laughs> uh, but there used to be a TV network. And uh, yeah, we did we did a show with covers. So you can find Paul over at uh, Covers. He continues to dominate and, uh, and kick ass. So let me ask you, I got into a big brouhaha earlier in the day. Uh, with a Philadelphia Eagle fan that's uh, he's got Carson Wentz posters on his wall and stuff like that. And he thought it was sacrilegious that I told him that Danny Jones is better than Carson Wentz. And he said, uh, he's, you know, like, he really, really thought I was insane. Everybody agreed with me for the most part. Uh, but, you know, people, we get caught up in the emotion in time like that. But I'm saying that Carson Wentz has already peaked, obviously. He's not getting any better, bro. It's not like it's just a slump. He just sucks. It just is who he is. He had a good first, you know, year and a half or whatever, and he's never been the same post-injuries. He's never, you know, they won. It seemed to mess with him. He doesn't seem to be that intense and care enough. I don't know. There's a million things. I can go on. But I think Jones, like if you ask me right now, I'll ask you, Paul, who do you want as your quarterback? You got a choice. There's only the two of them. Moving forward, you're the GM, you're the coach. Who's your quarterback moving forward right now? Daniel Jones or Carson Wentz? Gabe, that's an easy call. I mean, with Daniel Jones, you might get Scott Bruner or you might get Phil Simms, but at least you have hope that you'll get (laughs) Phil Simms. With Carson Wentz, look, there's no excuses for yesterday. And I I went down on that game because 
I actually took the Eagle team total live over 22 and a half and over 48 in the game live. And I cannot believe that they couldn't put any points on the board after uh, closing the gap and they got to 17. Wentz went 21 of 37 for slightly over 200. And he, he can't make excuses that he has no weapons because now he's got a two-headed monster in the backfield. Boston Scott had a 56-yard touchdown run. Miles Sanders is back. Uh, Rieger's back. Uh, uh, you, you got Travis Fogel. You got Ward. There's no excuses for Carson Wentz anymore. You know, everybody likes to make an excuse for a quarterback that's underperforming. We hear it all the time with Cam Newton. No excuses for Carson Wentz at this point. I'm going with Daniel Jones. So let me ask you about this division. Because, you know, people just sort of always believe, well, the Eagles are going to pull away with it. The Eagles are going to pull away with it. The Eagles can't beat anybody. Like, they're not a good team. Carson Wentz is not good. Uh, their, their, their roster is flawed. The, the Doug Peterson, I've talked about it a lot. Uh, let's just be real. Frank Reich was the brains behind that operation. Doug Peterson, think about it, guys. Doug Peterson was a quarterback, all right, in the NFL. Not a backup quarterback, but he was a backup quarterback with the Chiefs forever. All right, so backup quarterback. He was, I think he was on the Dolphins, too, whatever. He's a journeyman backup quarterback guy. How, like, how does he help Carson Wentz? Like, it's pretty clear. Like, ever since Frank Reich hasn't been around, Wentz gets worse. Like, the mechanics are bad. He throws off his back foot, unforced errors all the time. Like you said, Paul, but arrow, it's always an excuse. It's always an excuse for, oh, poor Carson. Oh, he doesn't have this, he doesn't have that. Well, you know, whatever. I'll tell you what, too. I don't like Baker Mayfield much either, bro. I got to tell you, but the Eagles aren't beating the Cleveland Browns. They, they, they can't win games. Like, they can't win games. And now they're going on the road and it's a field goal? What's your early impression on that game? I don't have really a, a play on that. I, Baker Mayfield is totally unpredictable. When you, I don't when like you, him either. <laughs> when you put too much of a load on his shoulder, bad things happen. He didn't get much done yesterday, but it, it is what it is. He, he, was, he should have been a second-round draft pick. He's not a first-round draft pick quarterback in those commercials. I, I don't know why they would give him that contract. <laughs> Like every time I see this one of these, what is a progressive? I see a progressive commercial. I say, why? Why would you be using Baker Mayfield as your front and center guy to get business? Because right now he's turning a lot of people off. So I, I don't have a play on the game. But as far as the division goes, Gabe, look, the Giants have lost one football game convincingly, and unfortunately, I think we were both on the wrong side of that one when Nick Mullins made like Steve Young and passed the Giants silly when he came in for Jimmy Garoppolo. But when you look down the schedule, look, the Giants have lost games by one, two, three, four points. Could have, should have beaten the Steelers in the opening game if not for that turnover in the third quarter down at the goal line. Took the Rams and the Bears down to the last play of the game uh, when they lost by eight and four points. So they have been competitive all the way around. And Evan Ingram, if not for Evan Ingram and the drop in that, uh, I think it was a Thursday night game, they would have a commanding lead in this division. They'd be four and six, and the uh, Eagles would be down at, what, two and seven or two and six. 
So, commanding lead. Uh, I love it. it. Four and six. It was such I a bad Can you believe it? <laughs> would have a commanding lead at four and six. <laughs> four and six. If Evan Ingram had just uh, called in that lollipop that Daniel Jones threw him with about two minutes to go in the game. So, hey, Giants look like they're the real deal. And in the playoffs, never know what happens. Hey, Giants are plus 300 right now, guys. I'm playing it. Yeah, we're already into week 11. We don't have to wait that much longer. Give us some interest in this division. Seriously, why not? The, and I, I, I don't trust the Browns either at all. Like, I, didn't, I don't like them. I hit a teaser with the Texans this week. I'm anti-Brown. I like Odell. I know you're not a big Odell guy, but I like what they were doing earlier in the year. They had that little mini run. But their offense is not the same without Odell. And... Teams, no. You're not throwing it deep. You know what I mean? You've got good running backs, and Baker can't beat you. But I'll give credit to that coaching staff in Cleveland. They always have, like, horrible coaches. I, they're doing a good job managing. Because, like you said, Baker Mayfield's a bad quarterback. And, you know, they're winning football games. So uh, let's jump in uh, here. Um, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, big win for the Indianapolis Colts against the Tennessee uh, Titans on Thursday night football. I know you've got that game. Uh, already in your back pocket. Let me just rattle off some of the point spreads right now. Thursday night football, we got a good one. Arizona. Arizona gets three and a half at Seattle. Totals 57 and a half, Paul. Have you bet this game yet? I have not. Oh, you want a commentary on it? I have not. I probably <laughs> will. I, I'm, I'm still uh, basking in that win yesterday with Arizona on the team yeah, total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At minus one, we actually spoke about this last week. So I'm still relishing the victory, and then I'll make my decision on that game in the next day or two. Thanks as a Bills fan for bringing that up, Paul. I appreciate it. Yeah, fun, fun <laughs> ending. I swear to God, there's a photo, there's a still shot right before it happens. And, dude, like there's a white jersey in front of them. There's a white jersey behind them. Like, if they were any closer, they'd get charged for, like, sexual assault. Like, like they're basically, like, they're on him. It's like three men squeezed together, standing there. Like, they're all sort of, like, in a soccer, you know what I mean? Like, soccer players lining up. So Hopkins is standing there. <laughs> you got two bills on each side of him, and there's a bill to the left. There's three guys, like, right there. The ball's in the air forever, and every guy on the bills mistimes their jump. I, like, I don't know. Like, you do that play like a hundred times, it's successful once. And it happened, of course. Well, I should say, you do that play a hundred times in a regular situation, it's successful once. You do it against the Buffalo Bills, it's, it's successful like 12 times. <laughs> like, 88 out of 100. Hey, Gabe, Gabe, that one was owed to me. Because if you remember Aaron Rodgers... Last play against the Lions, I don't yeah, remember yeah. who caught the football. But I was on the short end of that stick, and I still can't look up at the TV that I watched that game on. Like, I go into a sports bar, and there's like 20 TVs. There's two TVs that I've actually eliminated. One of them is the Patriot-Dolphin game on the last, you know, you remember that, I think, two years ago. It was absurd. Gronk oh, trying yeah. to ca- tackle this guy down at the goal line. I can't watch that one. So now I'm down to 18 because I can't watch that Green Bay uh, that Green Bay TV. So that one was owed to me, and it was a great win. And, you know, well, look, I had Buffalo over, uh, or I have them over eight wins, but I also have Arizona over on wins. I had Buffalo for the division, 
or have them for the division, but I took Miami yesterday in the morning at plus 550. So I feel good about that. Like I'm going to walk away from this division with something on either side, and Miami is now my preferred choice. I hate to say it, Gabe. Really sorry. I'm really sorry. Well, I, know, I understand. Gambling, you change allegiances. I totally get it. That's that's what happens. Um, there's no no for, no um, you know there's there's no bond when it comes to this stuff. And that's what it's always funny. I remember years ago, an ex girlfriend of mine didn't really understand gambling too much, Paul. And I'm I'm pulling for one team all night, and I switched. I jumped in game. I had overs, and then she's like, "I'm so confused. You were just cheering for the other team." I said, yeah, yeah, that was then. I'm, I changed my mind. I'm out. <laughs> now we're cheering for oh, this team. <laughs> now we're cheering for this team. She goes, I don't understand. <laughs> this is more trade. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Yeah, it's all set. They got the bug boy out. The bug boy. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're going to break his maiden. Really? But it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Like that anger management class continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. We're kicking it with... Uh, Paul Bovey, the great uh, Paul Bovey, lighting it up. Paul, one of the top cappers uh, for a long, long, long time. Not that he's old, but he's been getting it done um, yeah, uh, for a long time. Yeah. Give me a break. Come on. Yeah, uh, over, <laughs> over at Covers, Covers Experts. So, Paul, I know you got to laugh. We were going into the break. Uh, you got to laugh out of that. Uh, well, I want to get into some of these picks and uh, blast through it, but you got to laugh when I said I'm watching a game with someone. They don't understand how, yeah, you could be cheered for one team. Good example is the USC-Arizona game. I had Arizona-USC. Uh, I laid the points like an idiot against Clay with Clay Helton, and I'm doing a live show. I'm on, and I had the over, and I was like, you know what? I can get Arizona plus 210 on the money line here. So I went from like three hours of cheering and getting mad about USC to pulling for Arizona in the last five minutes of the game, Paul. Happens all the time. Allegiances change. <laughs> Allegiances change. Gabe, I'll tell you that I bailed out on that USC game because I also <laughs> laid the lumber with USC. I came back and took under team total USC second half and Arizona. And you know what? I stopped watching the game. You ever turn off a game because you just can't take it? I had, and it, it fell perfectly. You, you know, it, it, it couldn't have been better because they ended up outscore, uh USC, I know, had 17 points, and Arizona covered the number. But to back to your uh, little story. So, and we're talking about the Bears. I went to Soldier Field once for a football game. So I'm sitting there. It's a cold day. I'm, I date, was dating this flight attendant, and uh, well, I had attendant. the over. <laughs> yeah, I had the over. Okay, so I'm sitting there rooting for points. So every time I think the Lions had the ball, I'm cheering for the Lions and I'm cheering for the Bears. And I remember <laughs> Eric Kramer was the quarterback. 
So finally in the third quarter, these people sitting in front of me turned around and asked, well, who are you rooting for? What are you go- doing here? You know, and, and it was pretty funny yeah, because, yeah, you know, yeah. they just didn't understand the gambling aspect of it. And, you know, these things happen. You got to flip flop or do what you got to do to get your uh, team over the hump. Paul, Paul, I got two quick stories like that. You know, I've been around, too. I nearly got attacked in the Bronx at a Yankee game. <laughs> was that? I was I was literally, Paul, like it was the longest rain delay in the history of Yankee Stadium. Of course, I'm there for that day. I like, I like I'm proud of that. I'm part of the Yankee history. It was the longest. They had to get the game in. It was in September. It was against the Angels in the old days with Guerrero and everything when there was a big rivalry. And it was a big game. It was Fox game of the week on Saturday. And it was like earlier. They ended up restarting the game late at night. And and they said, you know, Bob, they, they comes on in a legendary voice. Yankee fans, you are at the longest ring delay in the history of this sorry franchise. And th- then he drops. He goes out as a courtesy for those of you that stayed. Feel free to come down and sit wherever you want. So we go from like the bleachers, bro, to like three rows behind home plate. All right. And Paul, I'm literally like 38 Heineken's deep, bro. At this point, we were there all day. All right. Like I was like, I was lit. Uh, God bless the Yankees. They don't cut you off in that stadium. So like, like I'm lit. And Paul, same thing, bro. I had money on the under the game. So everyone, like every strikeout, I was loud. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. And it was the same thing. Who are you cheering for? And like Yankee fans were pissed. It was I was all over the place. And a quick one, too. I was in Miami at the national championship game. It was Oklahoma, Sam Bradford and Tebow, the supposed game of the century at the time. So it was a title game, national. I'm there with Cam. And it was, at the time, was one of my bigger bets. I put $12,000 on the over and 6000 on Florida. And, you know, same thing. I was pretty into it and stuff. And um, I was losing it, Paul. Like, dude, like, it was one of those games, bro. Like, it started off, like, Bradford marched down the field and then threw a pick in the end zone. And then Tebow did the same thing. And you know you just have that sick feeling in your stomach. I'm going to get screwed. I'm on the wrong side. This game's not going over. Right? And oh yeah, I said on national television right before the game that in, the only thing that will stop the game from going over the number is if the moon falls from the sky and lands on the stadium. So anyways, Paul, as long as you know, the game, of course, the game goes under. So I was, uh, I was irate, bro. I lost it. Like, I I actually just snapped. I couldn't take it. And I started calling Tebow, like, a lot of names. So I had, like, uh, I had Florida people really upset. Like, not like a joke, Paul. Like, you called Tim Tebow names in Florida at the time, bro? And the thing is, so Gator fans, like, really wanted to get me for real. And then Sooner fans didn't like me very much because I had bad things to say about them because I had the over, Paul, right? So I'm I'm getting a drink, Paul, and literally Miami police come up to me and they're like, listen, we're not kicking you out, but you've got to move. And Buddy tells me point blank. He goes, he goes, my boss right over there. And he points. He goes, my boss wants to kick you out already. He goes, he thinks you're going to start a riot. He goes, you're going to be the cause of a riot here. He goes, he goes, you can't go back to your seat. He goes, because we're not protecting you. And he, and he tells me point blank. He goes, there are like packs of students that are plotting to get you. Like he goes, like basically there was a hit on me, Paul. Like, you know what I mean? He goes, he goes, we can't protect you. He goes, there's like, there's, he goes, you've upset a lot of people. All right. 
And I'm wearing a Miami Hurricane jersey, and I'm really pissing people off, the Gator fans. And like, like, so the cop tells me, not kicking you out, but you can't go back to where you were. So he brings me to a better place. So basically, like, we're field level. And as I'm with the cop, there's like another interception. And I dropped my drink like all over the place and like it splashed on his pants and stuff. <laughs> and then, then he's like, all right, you got to go. <laughs> like, he's, like, he's, like, he's like, you got to go. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm leaving anyways. This game sucks, man. <laughs> like, and as you know, Paul, that parking lot in that area is not the best place to be stranded in, Paul. You know what I'm saying? No. Like in the middle of the night, bro, that wasn't a fun like I like. And I want to get into what happened to me in the parking lot after, but yeah, yeah, that's that's a scary neighborhood. I've been and listen, like yeah, I I've been around guys, and that's that's as crazy as it gets, man. What what what's that town? Liberty Town down there? That's like oh, that's hardcore. No, you're thinking you're thinking Liberty City, and it's not Liberty City. You don't want to venture near Liberty City. Yeah, um, Liberty City. Yeah, yeah, I used to live in Liberty. What was the neighborhood I lived? Liberty, whatever it was. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, good ties, Paul. So listen. Packers and Colts, uh, Packers and Colts say, you know, speaking of dead arm quarterbacks, but whatever, you got it done last week. Uh, Philip Rivers, minus two and a half against the Packers. I know you got in on this game. What's your take? Okay. The Packers are a fraudulent defense. Now, you this past week, I'm pissed off because I had a Jake Luton completion prop over 19 and a half and, and they got the ball back jacksonville did for and they got a first down uh we, he had 18 and couldn't get another completion but there were three drops and i mean drops like short passes right in the gut right in the hands and they were dropped and then eifert slipped once or it would have been a completion it ended up being an interception but uh, Robinson, 23 carries, 109. If you look at the prior game, Richie James of the Niners, with no weapons for San Francisco, nine catches, a buck 84. Richie James had 15 catches coming into that game for like 60 yards in his entire career. The game before, Dalvin Cook, 226 all purpose yards. So this is going to be indoors. And even though Philip Rivers is not the guy you want when you want a heap of points, I think uh, Indy's going to move the ball up and down the field all day long and expose the Packers for what they are, which is a team that's built on Aaron Rodgers scoring points, as are the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. But that's the way the NFL is these days. So I went uh, Indy team total over. And the numbers actually moved up because when I played this, it was based on the opening total of 48 or 48 and a half, and it's now up to 51. So I got the better of it, but I wish I had also taken the total over because I would have been in the money by two, two and a half points. Yeah, I don't know what's up with the Green Bay Packers. They were rolling earlier this year. Um, you know, obviously they had the COVID situation with their running backs and Aaron Jones was hurt, and uh, but their defense has been a problem. It, you know, it's been a problem and, it, you know, we'll see if they can tighten things up, but they don't appear to be top notch contenders uh, anymore. The Packers. So, Paul, I hate the term sharps and squares, man. And man, every like every like dumb host, you are oh, sharp and sharp money and square money. And like, dude, you don't know what a sharp and a square. You know, like I hate that term. But but 
uh, I'll call it not sharps and squares. I'll call it the pros. And I consider you a pro. And I do think you're sharp. But, you know, when I talk about when there's when people talk about sharps and squares and stuff, talking about people that actually bet thousands of dollars earlier in the week. They're not waiting for public opinion. They're not waiting for this or that. They're moving the numbers earlier. And I know that's that's what Paul does, jumping out of the gate. So talk to us about Liberty and NC State, some college football. And I know you're taking a look at some Sunbelt action as well, some totals. Yeah, okay. So Liberty, uh, look, I give the Flames a lot of credit. They are 8-0, and uh, they've beaten teams they weren't supposed to beat. Uh, they, they took care of Virginia Tech a few weeks ago. But if you look down their schedule, look, they allowed 35 points to FIU. FIU had 140 yards against Jackson State of all And congratulations teams. to your alum, Paul. The F, uh, FA, yeah. Uh, yeah, Florida Atlantic, Al's getting it done. I was on the buddy in the Shula Bowl. Just wanted to give a shout-out to your alum. Give, give a shout-out because that game actually saved me. Uh, I wasn't having the best of uh, – I was in Vegas for two days, and uh, the horses took me down. I ended up getting my horse money back over the weekend, but uh, that Owl game treated me very well in the second half. And, and actually, FAU, who was offensively challenged coming into the game, looked like a real team. They were moving the ball up and down the field. They had a spring in their step. So I'm going to look for the Owls to continue on, forge ahead, and take care of that juggernaut in UMass this week. They're favored by 32, but UMass, we know what UMass is. They don't even belong in college football. They belong on a high school field. Uh, so yeah, anyway, the uh, the, the Liberty is uh, a team that has made some strides, but their defense is, is woeful, even in that uh, – Virginia Tech win. Uh, the Hokies, uh, 6.5 yards a carry. I think Hooker was 20 or 27. But if you go down that schedule, Liberty has played a soft one, and they're defensively challenged. And if you go to NC State and you look at what the quarterbacks have done against them, I mean, King went for over 400. But you go to Kenny Pickett of uh, Pittsburgh, he went for over 400. So you're going to see some points in this game. I, I played it, I think it was 66, 66 and a half. I would make this game 70 to 71. And uh, look, I'm looking for value on these openers. I, I, I bet a few of them. I got the number right on San Jose State because I grabbed that at one. I think it's up to two and a half. And and that's what I'm looking to do. I'm looking to get the better of it. It did not work out this past week. I got Virginia. Uh, I got the Virginia game, Louisville game over 62, went to 66 and a half, and I got smoked. I had the Miami game at 64, went to 68, I got beat. Uh, but I'll go down on those, I, and I don't mind doing it because I know I got the better in the number. And if you get the better of the number, three, four points, you're going to make money. You're going to make money betting in the long run. Uh, Paul Bovey covers experts uh, kicking it with us over at covers.com. Got a couple of more minutes uh, left with Paul on the other side. Uh, Big news in the NBA. Paul's a great NBA uh, capper, but he's in football mode uh, right now. I'll tell you what, James Harden turns down $50 million for the Houston Rockets. This might be the best thing that ever happened to the Houston Rockets. They need to embrace this. Embrace it. 
And you know what? Try to get Joel and beat for the Philadelphia 76ers. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Late Night Anger Management Class that continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. George Kurtz going to join us in level two. And although this is a radio show, uh, we are going to break down the, the NHL jerseys. Uh, you can play along, look at the jerseys and stuff. I think, you know, we want to do a segment on it on the TV show uh, today, but we got uh, we got caught up and started arguing about the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that's what happens. Been a lot of a uh, lot of anger, a lot of arguments on the network today, and it's good, fun stuff. That's what uh, sports talk shows uh, should be about. Too many, too many boring like blah 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 point spread, and yeah, we know what the point spread is. Nobody cares, all right. Unless it's the early line, we know. Don't tell me like you know. There's a famous you know early in my career, somebody uh, there was a saying, uh, Paul, at a station I worked at with an old grumpy dude, and uh, he said, "Don't tell me what already happened. Tell me what's gonna happen." <laughs> and I think it's a, uh, I like this. I like his style. Just quickly on this, you know, I'm not asking for any picks or like futures or anything, but James Harden, boo-hoo, wants out of Houston. They should like they they should be thanking God for this. And word is, Fertitta's in a panic. He doesn't want to lose them, and they're going to try to meet them. And like, oh no, no, no. But I like, what do they see? I get it. Like they sell some jerseys. He scores points. They never win with him. Uh, if you can get like big time, if if like the word is he wants to go to the Nets or the Sixers only, those are the two teams. And the Nets, I don't even know if the Nets want them. Like it was Durant and Kyrie Irving. I mean, God, what a disaster waiting to happen. But the Sixers, fine. And I'm not taking Ben Simmons. I want Joel Embiid personally. And I don't know if you disagree with that or not, but I don't like Simmons. But I think James Harden is like way overrated, Paul. Like, he can bitch all he wants, go to a contender. Like, you suck, bro. Like, you know, what are you going to do? Miss shots, not play defense, and choke like you always do? Well, I think Westbrook is more overrated. But, look, I, I credit any guy who puts winning over money. So, if he's turning down the money and he's going to take less money to go somewhere where he thinks he's going to have a better shot at winning. And as far as Fatita goes, people are inherently afraid of uncertainty. So it creates a lot of uncertainty in Houston with respect to who they can get to replace them. So I think that's where the fear that's where the fear lies here. Yeah, I don't think he's playing for free. Like I don't know like if I don't know about what kind of discount he's putting out there uh, either to be honest. Uh, but hey, you know there's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. I didn't think there would be a lot of crazy stuff that would happen uh, this year in the NBA offseason. Uh, with next year coming up, but Harden drops the bomb on Houston, wanting out. Paul Bovey covers experts. Great stuff as always, Paul. Thanks for stepping up and in with us. Late night anger management class continues. Look at that. Look at that. 